it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm just waiting to see the outrage and the anger and the animosity that we're going to get from the Democrats and the media come Wednesday morning. You saw Donald Trump's probably going to announce his presidential run on the same day he's subpoenaed by the January 6th committee, which is not going to exist come December. Once the once the Congress goes into recess, right, they're going to come back. They're going to be in session for a little bit. They're going to break again for Thanksgiving. Then they're going to break uh, again in this. They're going to come back for a short run in December. And then, you know, that's that. Until the new Congress is seated in January. There's going to be no January 6th committee. And the insults are going to fly. There was a piece in The Atlantic this weekend that was so amazing to me. I might make this the subject of my of my monologue tonight on, on Will Cow on Salem News Channel. And the headline is, The Democrats' Long Goodbye to the Working Class. And in the piece, they are talking about the tone deafness of the Democrat Party while treating voters who don't have college degrees like they're some kind of burden to the so-called educated class. And not only that, you're supposed to accept this, right? If you don't have a college degree in their minds, you should never break from the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party says it's it's out there working for you. That is so long as you are silent and still and you don't strike. Their basic assumption is if you've built a business without a college degree, you're still in the uneducated class. Conversely, you could have an advanced degree in bisexual Asian poetry and not be capable of doing anything, but you're part of the so-called educated class. It's like while they are analyzing the tone deafness of the Democrat Party, the piece demonstrates a higher level of tone deafness by portraying those without that college degree as a burden. And the basic assumption kind of goes like this. The only mark of intellectual advancement is a formal education. And even if the so-called educated class supports policies that only work in theory and only tend to fail others, the uneducated class shouldn't look look elsewhere. It's like this has been part of a this is something when when people say, Andrew, why do you hate unions? I don't I don't I don't hate unions. I don't. But when I see people who get high-ranking positions in unions, it basically tells me when someone says, well, I want to be a labor policy lawyer. That uh, basically says you just don't want to be labor. Right? You, you, you want all of these people to go out there and do the hard work, and then you want to extract resources from their labor to justify your existence in the organization instead of getting out there and working for a living. Weintick 695 Patriot 957-2874. But the constant pounding or reminding us of who's got a college degree. You notice they never tell us what these people studied, what they've done with their degrees. We're just supposed to, if someone is, if someone is told, if 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 someone is is portrayed is spoken of as having a college degree, you're supposed to believe that that person is inherently smarter than you. As if there's no other way to display one's intellect or ability or to accomplish anything. And that belief translates into this, this notion that even if what they're, they're proposing doesn't really work, who are you to object? 
And I was saying it earlier to super producer Mike, who was sitting in the office, I said, let's say you are, for all intents and purposes, a young woman. And you get a job in a real estate office. Maybe you're the receptionist. Maybe you're, you're, you're taking on an apprentice-type position. And then after some time, you start assisting on some listings until such time as you get your own listings. You get licensed, you become a real estate broker, and now you're making a living. You might even be making great money. Does that mean you're uneducated? You're successful? You're contributing to society? But somebody with a bisexual Asian poetry degree would look down upon you because what, you sell real estate? If you apprentice with a plumber and you start working in the plumbing business and eventually start your own plumbing contracting firm and you're making good money and you're successful, does that make you quote unquote uneducated? It's like, and this is now, be, well, see, Republicans are pandering to the uneducated class. No. Neither pandering nor patronizing. That's the problem. It's not a it's not a tussle between patronizing and 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 and, and pandering. It's just simple respect. The idea that because somebody may or may not have a college degree, that like there are lots of overeducated, useless people, and there are lots of morons with academic pedigrees. By the way, did you see that Paul Krugman? Uh, Paul Krugman is saying that his computer was hacked and that somebody downloaded child pornography on it. Uh, huh. <laughs> oh, Carlos Danger action there. That's a little bit of an older story. But uh, what theories of Paul Krugman or Robert Reich actually work in the real world? None. But they win they win prizes. They become college professors, columnists. The Democrats come to them for economic advice. It's amazing. You have people that have high academic pedigree that live in a theoretical world. And you know, for the media, you know what's even more funny? Look, people tend to cloister. People tend to uh, socialize amongst people with, you know, similar backgrounds or similar interests or similar employment or what have you. But when your job is to relate, when your job is to relate to the, the electorate as a whole, if you're in the political press and you don't understand these people and you think most of them are actually beneath you, a burden, it's no wonder why people are turning on you. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. Let's see who do we have here. Jerry, New Jersey, you're on the Will Count Majority. Hello. Hey Andrew, good afternoon. How you doing? Fine, how are you, sir? I am great. Listen, um, that Carrie Lake uh, interview, uh, that was a great interview by Thank yourself. You. But when she speaks, and I love listening to her, I always walk away smarter. And someone's actually she doesn't come across as a politician. And that's what people like myself, and I fit that narrative, Andrew. I'm married for 32 years. I'm a high school graduate. I go by my four children. They're all educated, all doing well. That's how I identify my life. We're all doing well. But I just want people to know, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote red, because you could ask a Democrat without saying, what are you going to vote for a Democrat for? Give me two reasons 
reasons why you would vote for a Democrat without saying January 6th or Donald Trump. And they have no answer because I have family members that cannot give me an answer. But, Andrew, always a pleasure. I love your intellect, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. I can tell you right now, if Phil Murphy, if Phil Murphy was up for election, if the New Jersey gubernatorial election was today, tomorrow, Phil Murphy would lose. What did he squeak it out, Mike? By two points? It was like 2%, a little less, something like that? I don't believe for a second that if Phil Murphy was up for election this year, that he would win. I think you'd have a Republican governor in New Jersey. And I think you're going to see that in New York. Let's see who do we have here. Todd, Pennsylvania, you're in the Wilcow Majority. Hello. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Ah, good enough. Hey, listen, I I just want to know what your take is on whether or not they're going to cheat. I mean, we had all the proof with 2,000 mules that they stole an election and nothing was done about it. And the same four states are coming into play again, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. And they say they're neck and neck. You know, everybody you talk to, I'm in Pennsylvania, everybody's, you know, against the Democrats and what they did. And I just don't see it going to be a fair election again. They're telling you that it's and then they're going to say, oh, sorry, like the old commercial with the dollar bill. Oh, you well, almost I, so, got it. So Dinesh, Dinesh walked me back from the edge on this um, by by pointing out it's easy to steal or easier to steal um, an election from one guy versus several hundred. Um, I didn't get it. We, we, were, we had, were buttoned up against time with Carrie Lake. What I really wanted to get at, the last question was going to be, um, and it's too late to do anything about it, is why were there no calls for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself? I mean, here she is, the Secretary of State, right. overseeing an election in which she is one of the candidates. I mean, for exactly. the governor's office. I mean, that's that's weird. The other, the other thing is, why isn't the Republican GOP back in Mastria? I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing with Mastriano's an anti-Semite, no, what he echoed was that American Democrat Jews tend to overlook the Democrat Party's uh, hostility towards Israel. That's not anti-Semitism. That is not a question about, about the faith, the Jewish faith, and people who are part of the Jewish faith. It was more of a political question about the Democrat Party and its relationship to Israel. But now they're saying, oh, Mastriano's an anti-Semite, and they're trying to peel off Republican Jews. That's basically what it is. Let's see. Steve, Lancaster, PA, go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me, first-time caller. Andrew, I love your program. Thank you. So what I don't understand, I don't have a uh, college degree, and I've uh, I've taken my own responsibility to start my own business and um, – really take care of myself versus uh, versus the government taking care of me. So I just don't understand how the Democrats just want this herd mentality. Well, the, the issue, the issue of, of, of formal and, and higher education, um, you know, if you're getting, if you look, we obviously want doctors to go to medical school, right? I mean, that's just something that we agree upon, but you can start a business without a business degree. What, what is, 
what is obvious is that we have more degrees available than society really needs. And just because you get a college degree, look, I have a college degree. I went to the University of Florida, got a degree in telecommunications operations. I'll tell you, it did not did not do much to prepare me for what I do today. I had to earn this. Well, they always pick on Dr. Oz for being successful and uh, Fetterman for having, uh, you know, his Harvard degree. And, um, you know, Fetterman really hasn't been successful in the, in society. He's been more on the collegiate side. Well, if, if we were going to be at all honest about the race in your state, if, if Fetterman was a Republican, first of all, the media would be telling you his appearance is that of a neo-Nazi. And if he was accused, and if if a Republican was accused of holding an unarmed black jogger at gunpoint with a shotgun, that's the only thing that you'd be hearing. The media would be interviewing that person morning, noon, and night. I agree. So the media, when they say, well, you know, we're, we're uh, this is just, you know, conspiracy, They're angry Republicans are just making this stuff. No, we can see it for our own eyes. That's one thing that Carrie Lake has done so, so well is is point out just how biased and hypocritical the media really is all right don't forget we got a lot i got a, I, I i got a lot that i've got to promote programming notes for the next few days so tomorrow night uh, i'll be broadcasting from washington dc doing the radio show then i'll be you know taking a little bit of a break and coming back seven to midnight i'll be bouncing back and forth between the salem news channel and a simulcast on the Salem radio stations, that's the answer, the branded answer stations. And then, of course, here on Sirius XM Patriot. Then Friday, November 11th, and no matter what happens in this election, win, lose, or draw for, for any race, we host our annual Veterans Day charity fundraiser. We are broadcasting live from the Margaritaville on Broadway in Nashville, 11 to 2 local, normal time slot, you know, noon to 3 east, not in noon west. We have a bunch of charities that are going to be on site, some on the phone. It's open to the public. If you want to be there, if you're going to be in Nashville, know anyone near Nashville, come on in. Come on in. And, of course, you know, when we're done, you know, Super Producer Mike and I can hang out for a little bit. I don't have to get to the airport for a few hours. I do have to get out that night, though. But this Friday, coming up, we're broadcasting live from Margaritaville in Nashville. And we're going to have people in Pause for Purple Hearts is one of our charities. I mistakenly called them Pause for Patriots, but they are Patriots. Gretchen Smith from Code of Vets is going to be there and other charities. And again, we're going to have the shirts on site. I made a pretty cool design. Actually, I should tweet that out now. You make a $20 donation, we give you the shirt. While supplies last, while supplies last, while supplies last. Serious XM Patriots. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.